Hello and welcome to the Carpetrage Podcast, episode 100 and, what is it, 54? 154, yes. We are coming at you live from the Minneapolis Auto Show. Uh, we are joined by Randy Stern from Victory and Reseda. You guys all know and love him. And if you don't, then... No, 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 I already prefaced it because they have to. Yeah, they have to. They have and if to they don't, you. now they have to deal with you anyway. Now they have to switch off or yeah, deal but, with but you anyway. Yeah, I understand uh, what I'm up against. I mean, I'm up against a lot of great uh, content. And, you know, it's like it's like Instagram. It's like you, you, show your, you show your body and then one million viewers later. I can get a million subs if you I show my show body on body. Instagram? <laughs> don't Brian do May. that, Randy. <laughs> hey, what up? Hi, Brian May. Can you make it compulsory that people love me too? Uh, everyone no, also watching must love Brian May. That, okay. That's a lot more difficult. Well, you you haven't been on for a while. Because last time you were on, it yeah. was called Motor Calls. Right. And I was out of town. Right. Yeah. It, well, not as a replacement, just as a filler. Yes, you were a filler, yes. I thought we were saying a charity guest? Charity guest, yeah. Charity guest. Pity guest. Pity, pity, pity guest? Yeah. He's a pity guest. Pity guest. Uh, we are coming at you live on Twitch via my cell phone's 5GE connection. That's pretty awesome, actually. It was... It, uh, you know, it, it's dropping a ton of frames, so if you're in Twitch, please tell me if this is or is not working for you. Oh, God. Oh, I think Twitch we were doing great. Crashed. Nope, we're coming back. Briefly, we were. Oh, God. Okay. Yeah, we're back. So I'm sorry if we have intermittent dropouts. We will have a regular podcast upload uh, Sunday, tomorrow. Yes. But anyway, I guess we should uh, get into topics now that we have everyone introduced. Yes, um, let's do that. Oh, no, actually, I forgot. I have to plug Patreon. Oh, yeah, we should do <laughs> that. Head on over to patreon.com forward slash carbitrage, and you can check out two open-ended levels of direct contributions that you can support us with. Patreon.com forward slash carbitrage. Uh, we are not doing beer today because I'm not entirely sure we'd be allowed to do beer today. Yeah. No. I'm having to do this entirely sober, That's and it makes it a little bit more difficult, but hey... If Dax Shepard can, so can I. Our Carbitrage Podcast. We do have Carbitrage Podcast koozies, and I also brought a few podcast koozies as well, but. This has been a saga. Everyone seems to prefer the podcast yeah. koozie to the, the podcast. The podcast is koozie. hilarious. Had to sign their podcast koozie. <laughs> yeah, we all three had to yeah. sign the podcast koozie. Like, this is going to be worth big money someday. Yeah. The, the podcast koozie that's got a typo on it. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, it, it, they're right, like all the uh, unintentional error, whatever things are always worth way more than the correct ones. Oh, it's it's like the Hot Wheels that are like put in the box back where it's upside down or something, yeah. Yeah, or again, typos, or like registration issues with paint and printing and things like that, so. That's, that's very true. Anyway, I want to start with uh, a topical thing, our yeah. favorite cars of the auto show. So hopefully oh, yeah. we've all had a chance to walk around at least a little bit. Yeah. Um, I know four, at least four of us have. Yeah. yeah. The... For me, I, I know it actually sounds like cliche, but the Mirage, they actually did a lot of updates on it. It looks really good now. And although they brought four of them, two of them were the G4, the expensive sedan, which I'm not really a huge Nobody fan of. Nobody wants a sedan. They had two hatches, one of which was still a manual. Yes. So I went through, scoured the entire floor, found all the sticks first, and I was actually impressed. I found five unique make model vehicles with manual transmissions on the floor. Yeah. I was really thinking this might be the year where I stopped seeing that altogether, yeah. which yes. is very worrying. Seeing manual is actually really cool. Um, and then, yeah, actually Toyota, like, they have, like, manual, like, 
a lot of manual options actually. Well, not on the show floor. All they had on the show floor was the 86, but you went up and actually talked to one of the reps because yeah. we looked at the Yaris that so, they had on the floor and it was an auto. The Yaris sedan comes auto, not the, not the hatchback, which kind of sucks, but you can you get said the- auto, you mean manual. Yeah, sorry, sorry, you know what I mean. Hatch. Yeah, um, the Corolla hatch and sedan come with a manual. The Tacoma comes with a manual and the 86 comes with a manual. And I asked the guy, I go, well, why doesn't the Yaris hatchback come with the manual? Arguably uh, the car you make that would benefit yeah. most from the direct, you know, yeah. lightweight transmission. When you have the manual, it's the exact same vehicle, but in sedan form. And they actually said that the manual, they're only putting in the Corolla because they're trying to push the Corolla hatchback manual over the Yaris. Which and we agree with, that's awesome. They're also really close in price, so it kind of makes sense. Because it's like 17 or something for well, a Yaris, and it's like 20 for a Corolla. Kind of yes and no. I mean, you have to look at the, the option level of the car, because I mean, you can absolutely spend 20 grand on a Yaris. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But a $20,000 Corolla hatch isn't going to be very high spec. No, it, well, and that's the thing is, you're to get a manual in a Yaris, you're looking at a base model as well. Um, but with the Corolla being a manual at $20,000, that is a really good price point. It does get somebody into a little bit of a nicer car to get, make him stretch a little bit further. So I get the marketing behind that. Sure. Um, I do think that there need to be more cars yet that are small, under 20 grand, and manual. Oh, definitely. And yeah. I think we're actually seeing, I was really worried, honestly, more a year ago than I was today yes. about the manuals because I think last year was really brutal, the first half. Yeah. But well, then we had things like Toyota coming out with the, the Corolla hatch with yeah. the six-speed and... The G70 it, maintaining the manual, and I think yeah. we might see that kick off. What, it might go away mid-2020. Was it you, Randy, telling me that they're going to update the powertrain in the G70 this year? Uh, no, they have not. Oh, um, okay. I know I had a G70. It was a 3.3 with the all-wheel drive, but still, the retraction to the G70 is, again, the four-cylinder, right. the manual transmission, rear-wheel drive. Yep. And you know, what really sucks is that can you is trying to find one in Minnesota. Yeah, without specifically ordering it yourself. Exactly. Right. So that's the biggest issue I'm, I'm gonna run up against. For any that wants a manual transmission, can I get this manual transmission? I went on the website. Yes, it's available. Can I actually get it? Good <laughs> you luck. you have one, exactly. Yeah, like I said, good I mean, luck. You, could, you can always order one, but I mean, what, what are the other options? If you if you want a sedan with a manual, that's, I'm not going to call it Highline, but like a luxury sedan with a manual. Not what what are your options today? You've got the G70. Nothing. So and like the ATS technically still exists, I think, that hasn't been killed off yet? It's killed. Is yeah, it? They killed it. They okay, replaced yeah. it with two cars, to be honest, and neither of them uh, I wonder what those look were. anticipating. <laughs> neither of them look really, really appetizing, to be honest with you. I they really aren't. Cadillac, Cadillac's not. not really a brand. Cadillac. I'm well, trying to. I'm trying not to be brutally honest. All their cars became no. I'll be really honest. They're just a techni They're a technicality of a company now. Cadillac yeah. exists in the same way a Chrysler does, where it's just like, I guess there's some things, but like nobody. Act, there's there's nothing that draws me to a Cadillac anymore because they keep every time they make something that wants me makes you want a Cadillac, they kill it. And it's honestly been since like the CTSV coupe and wagon that I've actually been interested in Cadillac, because it's like we were Well, saying and they gave us three generations of that too, and then they killed it. But this is the thing is, it's kind of like um, what we were talking about a, a while back with Ford and everything, where 
they can't seem to make something long enough to create a lineage. It's not like the Mercedes S-Class, where you buy an S-Class, you know what you're getting. Mm -hmm. With Cadillac, you're getting some sort of alphanumerical soup, and then it might be something good, or it might just be a crossover. Like, nobody knows. Yeah, like the, uh, specifically the XTS, that used to be a big sedan, now it's a crossover. Yeah, like that doesn't mean yeah. anything to me. And it's like, whereas like BMW, like yeah, the M3 isn't as great as it used to be, but you get an M3, you know what you're getting. Like you're getting a, a form of sports sedan. Is it worse than it was 10 years ago? Yes, but uh, it, it's it totally it is. Off, off the rails, buddy. Well, no, it's true. It is worse. It's the pinnacle but, that is of true. Sports sedan. No, Can we turn off Brian's mic? No, because it's also your mic today. Okay, let me lay it on a line with Cadillac. Is that yeah? The biggest disappointment that I had was seeing my roommate, who, after three BMWs, and two of them were last two were X3s, to go and ask me what she would get for her replacement, and she didn't. And like most of my friends, they don't listen. So what does she get? Well, it's an yeah. XT4. They want a. That's oh, a confirmation bias. They want you to like pat them on the back for their own deductions and like, like they've already made up their mind. Car buying is so emotional that you're not going to sway them with facts. However, I had a conversation with a salesperson at a Highline luxury uh, auto dealer, and it's are very, they named? Yes, this as Highline fact, manufacturer. Uh, Nathan, who works over at Feldman, okay. Mercedes Benz. Okay. But he goes. Uh, the fact is, is that you don't. Is she. She was. He was working with her at another dealership, and the deal is, is that she was a payment buyer, meaning uh, she was looking for a payment. Sure, they're and, buying at a, a monthly number. Exactly. Yeah. Whereas That's if you go common. to get, yeah, but if you go to Mercedes Benz or if you're a real, uh, real luxury car, if you're a real customer, period. You're not buying on payment. You're buying on a mode. It's a mo- It's an emotive right. transaction. Right. So I we're not seeing more. We're not seeing a lot of that. Sure. And that that's really what kind of is killing Cadillac. Um, because you know, like Brian's response when I said that the M3 is worse than it was 10 years ago. Which is That's true. because that's an emotive buy right exactly. there, as opposed to a like an actual factual anything that's an emotive buy like there's yes it is better on a racetrack now but in every other way it is worse so absolutely Um, and i guess i yeah as much as i want to talk about the new m3 which i don't because it looks like it's going to be disgusting beyond the manual mirage you guys all walked around what was your what was your pick what was your favorite car Ooh, um i don't have one good and i'll tell you why it's a good answer actually i don't (laughs) have i don't have one because i've been finding myself disappointed more Okay. Than liking cars because, and also keep in mind that I work with these cars. You do. So uh, I have to be able to one of our patrons look at up. a vehicle that I gotta work with. One second. One of our patrons showed up with a beer. Hi, Scott. Oh, hey, yeah. Scott. Scott, where did that beer come from? We got this coffee, and you're sitting there with the. Tips. As soon as I'm done, I'll get around. Can we just talk, please? how much was that beer that you have right there scott how much was that beer seven see uh we have our uh, just so everybody knows we have the official one of the official photographers from the twin cities auto show here so we're at complete chaos very gracious spread of lovely photographs hopefully we can get a hold of them 
If you can get a picture. This is very <laughs> difficult to find, by the way. Yeah, I know. Uh, but anyway, hands stamped. Anyway, back on topic here. And yeah. I have more cash if you're so, able to grab more stuff. You but. can always borrow my media pass. So, well, yeah, let's Our let, media let's passes let, don't have names on them. Yeah, here, let's let Randy finish his thought yeah, please. here. Please, yeah, you gotta yeah. push through us, Randy. Sorry. Okay, no problem. Uh, that's okay we because we're gonna, we're gonna have a lot of chaos going on here at the auto yes. show. This is what's all about. Gotta so, go to the auto um, show. Yes, gotta go to the auto <laughs> show. They gotta pay us for that. So, so oh, your sure. your thought about emotional bias, right, and stuff, and then then how you uh, couldn't. There wasn't a car that really you know, picked you up and you were kind of let down by a lot of stuff here. Yes, I have. And, and we go back to Cadillac because I was, I was curious as to whether I'm going to get another Cadillac or not, which of course is the answer right now is no, which is fine because, um, Joel Fetter of, uh, of internet brands and various uh, websites within that, <laughs> he, he barbecued the XT6 Mm-hmm. In a recent post, right, and so. I and believe me, he's not the only one that believes the same thing. A lot of my uh, colleagues, and including myself, agree that the XT6 they screwed the pooch on that. Now, I, I haven't heard a single thing about any Cadillac, but yeah, it's not just you. I mean, the none drive, of those products are appealing to almost. Anyone. They're not appealing Nobody to me. That. That's for sure. I had an XT4 well, last year. You're not a 67 year old uh, upper middle class white woman. No, that's uh, exactly what it's for. Last time I checked, I wasn't. Well, <laughs> yeah. but no, I mean, that's, is that the litmus test for that? Exactly. That's actually a really good point because the only person I can think of ever driving a Cadillac these days is like Hillary Clinton. Like that's about it. Like, and my roommate, who's forty-five, with oh. so yeah, CTS grandma's Hillary Clinton and uh, Randy's roommate. Like those are the people that drive Cadillacs. Yeah. All the same like, person. Plot twist. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. Oh, although I now, so on the show, it's the first time I've seen a CT4 live, and I looked at it. I'm like, "What the hell is this?" So CT it's would that imply that's a car is. then? Yes, it's a sedan. So is that what? The, I don't know. I have no idea what that means. So, <laughs> Quiet, yeah, peanut gallery. This, this got me thinking that I haven't really thought about the the level to which somebody is buying their car because it's a cool car versus the heritage of its yeah. last years or last generation so what um, percentage of the Cadillac buyers are considering the car that they're buying to be a cool car no I, one well no that's the thing I think in their own head like because the only people buy them are still old boomers well, I mean, the reason and that has to be okay like, why is because these are boomers that grew up with like the cool car to get was a Cadillac Eldorado like that's, that's what my, Boss Haas had. My grandma had every Eldorado with every North Star option you could have. Eighty dollars a day. Uh, the sole reason is it's a cool car. Um, she doesn't have the CTSV coupe, but just a regular six-cylinder, and me... it's still a cool-looking car. But you're right that the newest generations don't have that appeal, the styling, the no. the wow factor that the CTS had, especially like I mean, so many... like when the Matrix came out, the CTS was actually cool. I mean, almost grump or uh, it was. It was no, it was it was totally game changing, because if you looked at Cadillac two years prior, made the biggest hot trash you could possibly get. They come out with a three point six liter V six that doesn't suck like in two thousand three. Like, yeah, the high really feature cool. was a good a uh, good engine, yeah, and exactly. the, the styling was, was revolutionary really compared to the Catera. Are you kidding me? Oh, oh, <laughs> I, yeah. oh God, help us all. Um, <laughs> but so, uh, what is? What, Randy, I'm curious in your idea from inside, like what is the, um, what's going on inside those design and board meetings where they're deciding that they are focused on 
selling to the, or cashing in on the brand name of just being a Cadillac versus designing something that's going to attract first-time Cadillac buyers. I got to keep my answer clean because there's kids <laughs> in the room. Um, I really don't know, to be honest with you. And the only people I know whose thought processes I understand are people that are not at Cadillac, at not at General Motors. So uh, I think I know where they're coming from, though. Yeah. I think what it is, because I've worked at companies that are like this, yep. you have a bunch of, frankly, bean counters from different departments that all have equal say in a product. Who doesn't love and, counting beans? And there is no top engineer that has any real say. Because if you look at companies that are actually <laughs> progressing forward as a car company, companies like Mazda, um, I'll actually say like Tesla, there is a leading light that comes from an engineering background that knows what they're looking for. And then you have companies such as Cadillac and Nissan, uh, Ford, and frankly, yeah, yeah, all of GM. The engineers are not in the room when they're actually the making the product. Friends. You have other companies like, like, say, Volkswagen, where they'll actually tell the engineers, they'll go, hey, like, let's make this work within the, within the warranty and make it great and then make it break so I have to get another one. So it's, I think it's entirely a thing of how much say the engineer has to say in the well, final product. But does the engineer really come into that equation, or is it the overall champion of the concept of the car making? I mean, because it. Well, that's like a very good point. Like a, there is no champion of any concept with Cadillac. That's a very good point. So, and the champion doesn't need to be an engineer that figures out the actual. You know, they want the chassis kinematics to feel this exact same or feel this specific way, and they want it to have this specific exhaust note to give this, you know, domineering mm -hmm. presence. They can just be a person who's giving abstract ideas on how they want this car to, what emotion they want the car to exhibit. To evoke. Yeah. Also, my favorite car, to answer yes. the question I asked, is the Fiat 124 Barth. That was a great car that they killed. It was a manual, they left the shift knob on it. Yes. Which was a huge mistake. I did not take it. Even Thank the you. I, that will, I guarantee you that will not be there. It will not the be there the at show. the end of the week. No. No, and um, it won't be from me stealing it either, I so promise. Jana actually saw her favorite car here, and she was like, literally pushed me out of the way. So she was so, she was like, totally in love with it. I said bye. I was like, bye. And then she actually closed the door to the vehicle in my face. Four seventy, Lexus. the Lexus. I just got out. Four sixty, actually. Sorry, not four sixty. Sorry. Four sixty. Yeah, I forget when they updated the powertrain. I just yeah. got out of that but last week. I love that because you know it's exactly what I'm looking for in a vehicle for archaeology, like super bad fuel economy and a big interior. Yeah. Okay. I I know it's not like perfect, but. It's I'm just surprised you don't go for fuel economy with how much you do tend to go on pretty long trips in it. Yeah, I do, but like... Reliability it, it, I, and getting what you know is a huge part yeah, of Yeah, I need the space. I need to be able to have like a third row if need be if I'm hauling around with students. You know, so... So a minivan. A minivan, which I have, but it's No, it's also, a good row, actually. You know, not so great on gravel roads after it's snowed, so... You Get know, an all-wheel drive minivan. So, actually, another thing about that truck, though, that's a really, really good buy because that truck is $60,000 as equipped here at the auto show. And I don't think that there's $30,000 of more truck that you get with the LX460. But why not? If you're going to grab a, a GX, why not just get, you know, the Toyota variant? 
Well, and save money. But they don't make a Toyota variant of the GX. Not in America. They do. It's called a Forerunner. No, that's no. different. Totally different. Because they the, changed the size of the no, GX. The GX is based off a of Land Cruiser Prado. School me, Randy. Okay, actually, they're related. They're not the same. It's not, related. It's, not, it's not the Prado anymore. No, it's still a Prado. But yeah, it is. You can't. You, you can't get it in America. It's the same. The GX is what we get in America I know. instead. But it's but, the, but the different. Yeah, the plat no, the platform is they're all interrelated because I'll come back to the Hilux, which again we don't get in America. Of course so, not. We can't have nice things. We of course not. So and then of course they sort of frame the Hilux to make it to Taco, Tacoma, Hi, the Forerunner, the GX. <laughs> and by the way, the yep. So by the way, the GX I had that last week. I drove it from here to Chicago. How was it? Um, I will tell you what, okay, if we, if we take away the fuel economy, which I averaged 17.3. Oof. Okay. That's rough. That's but, the, yeah, but, but. but here's the thing, the, it rode smooth, it had a great smooth ride. Well, it's still a Lexus. The V8 is, is really on point, a lot of power. So, and, and it's, and I'll tell you what, if I had, and I'm going through all this, all these tollways and the Chicago mm -hmm. traffic. It did very well. It was very poised for what it is. But it is, uh, but it did. Then again, I can tell you, it's not an LX570, which is a big lumbering ox. So this is. But at that point, you might as well. The LX gets about the same highway fuel economy. Uh, worse. About well, the same. So this is my question. Maybe like 16. For somebody, yeah. say, somebody's <laughs> coming back from a weekend trip in which they're in central South Dakota digging up, you know, archaeological site. They have a ground penetrating radar in the back, which is like a, about the size of a large snowblower. Um, they have that in the back. Would they be able to comfortably drive in one sitting from central South Dakota to Minneapolis and get home and not want to jump out of the car and kill themselves? Uh, you can in a GX. Yeah. Can is the operating word here. But you're, I mean, you're gonna be you're gonna be able to get into that. You're gonna be in a level of comfort. And you're going. You're not going to have like an intrusive ride. You're not going to get stuck on the side of the road because the vehicle got like bogged down in mud. It's actually yes. going to be a capable luxury apartment, effectively. Yes. However, <laughs> that's reliable. However, here's the big thing about the GX that, that's being pushed is that because of they had a concept called the GXOR, which is the uh, you know the overlanding version. So this thing, you could buy it, uh, put on a two-inch lift. You know, 33-inch tires, and go off and go overlanding in a very nice vehicle. Matter of fact, that's sort of the thing that's happening with, with older with ones. Older yeah. ones, exactly. And that's exactly what Jana wants to do. Yeah, I'm looking at either older, you know, version of that or a Land Cruiser. But and you, because people know the name Land Cruiser, they tend to be more expensive. Yeah, they're definitely expensive, seat. even well, for a really old one. Yeah. The Land Cruiser is like for an equivalent Land Cruiser. You're paying like honestly a five to ten thousand dollar premium over a GX or a LX, and the GX of the three is going to be by far the cheapest. Yeah, and mm -hmm. I, I also really like the thought of leather seats because that's easier to get dirt out of than my cloth seats that I have in my Sienna now. Which is very cloth huge. is almost impossible to find in any modern SUV. Yeah. Go for it. Yeah. Or a van. It's Randy just needs to run to go say hi to no, somebody no, no, no. else. <laughs> no worries. So now that we've established that Randy does not have a favorite car here, mine's the Fiat 124. Let's keep this on topic. Yep. What are yours? Well, and Jan's that. Okay. Um, <clears throat> so far. So far, yeah. I still have to look at some things. Um, 
what I will say I was most impressed with, uh, I really do actually like the Corolla, their sport hatch. Uh, <laughs> Scott, can you hear What a Okay, from Starbucks. Clear up the microphone. Oh, no, here, they're, they're on. Come, come sit here. Well, I have to explain. They're all on. Get more, I'll sit in Randy's stuff. spot and just talk about a foot away from it. Sort of a sweet it. talk. The guy let me get three instead of one. So we have okay. uh, three different beers here. That's the uh, Lookbridge Hop Dish, which is an IPA. Okay. They had limited options. All right. This one is the Slugfest from Summit. And what is it? What is it? It's a juicy IPA. Ooh, and this one's this. the Third Street. It's a lager. I didn't catch the name. Lager. Okay. You'll probably okay, want the lager. Right. So that's a please. Thank you. Oh, what? That's for mine. No, that's mine. Um, and wait, Timmy gave me 10. Who gave me 10? So the, this is the hop dish. What the, do you give me 9? That's what, perfect. This, wait, this is like is the lighter one, right? Dark, yeah. The dark one is the hop dish. So you get hop a dish? I'm going to go back for another round. Compound tips. <clears throat> Compound tipping. <laughs> Is this one? Did you give him 10? I don't know. I, oh, yeah. Hey, straw. That's right. <clears throat> oh, that's good. What is this one? The lager? Thank you, Scott. Third Street? I'm going to go back for another round. Scott, uh, you can beat, I mean, if you want, I'll pay. Shoot, I'm going to make cash, sorry. It doesn't matter. I, co I covered one extra beer, so I'll cover Randy. Uh, just get me a, uh, they have Pepsi products. It's going to be a Diet Pepsi. Pepsi. There you go, perfect. Yeah. Yeah. You're good? Um, now Carbitrage is back on track. We so have actual beer. We're, out, we're, out, we're off the rails. Let's get back on. So I would say that my my favorite car uh, of the show is either going to be the Corolla XSE or it's going to be the... Um, the XSE was what? That's the Corolla Sport Hatch. No. Okay, that's yeah. the blue one? Yeah, that one. I love one, that thing. But the car that impressed me the most was actually the fully loaded Mirage. Because the fully loaded... I've not looked at the fully loaded You realize loaded one. that wasn't automatic, right? All right, so just hear me out. Nice. The interior pieces that you can bolt on from them fully loaded onto a base model sure. are so much better than they used to be. Well, I agree, but why not get a base model then? Well, it's the options that you're going to be able to put onto the base model that I like Does about it. So be able to get those options. So the nice stereo, the nice interior. Does it? Like, honestly, a fully loaded Mirage, I've been saying this since the start, is every bit is a, like the equivalent of yeah, a Corolla, but honest. My tea is finally a drinkable back. temperature. Okay, guys, I'm sorry. I just made a huge mistake. These are a different brand. Flip the mic around, please, so the text is facing away from us. Just open the clamp and rotate it 180 degrees. So the loudest thing we've said in the podcast is no. About it, my tea. it was fine, but this <laughs> is going to be much easier to regulate. So okay. please continue. So did you hear what I said? No. Okay. So what I said was <laughs> the um, the Mirage fully loaded yeah every bit the same quality of car on the inside all the touch points are just as good as the corolla okay and mm -hmm. that's actually why it's the most impressive car to me because that car fully loaded 20 grand like yeah if you get one automatic whatever like for like that guy over there it looks like a pear like that guy would be a great car for <laughs> like <laughs> i do see a lot of pear-shaped folks in like, mirages are, but, yes but i mean like Minnesota, winter but, mode but that's the thing winter is mode. like to a normal person, everybody talks trash about the Mirage because they just think of the base model. But a fully loaded Mirage, you get more car for $20,000 than you would get out of a Corolla. Well, you get more equipment. Yes. But you get a better driving vehicle oh, press across the board than you would activate. from the base oh, model. No. Oh, no. Oh, uh, Keep God. talking. So, uh, one Talk question about I have with all of this. Yes. You guys are um, with great exuberance 
manual. Just, well, describing the, uh, the economy car, yeah. the, the lightweight, low-cost economy car. Yeah. Where does Honda fit into all of this? And is so, it simply... Honda... This is the thing. Honda's really good at making Accord-sized cars. When I say Accord-sized cars, I mean the Civic. Because the Civic's the size of an Accord. Um, and I think, like... Sorry, the, so you mean, the, like, the, the, the early Civic, 2000s Accord? Yeah, yes. like, the Civic is the size that an Accord should be. Honda's just so... They're so bloated. And I think that the fit... Hi, Corey. Um, the fit doesn't... Get, you don't get as much car with a fit as you do yeah, out of pops. its competitors. Like, it's just not as good of a car. Like, yeah, like the Civic, dollar the Civic, to dollar. Dollar to dollar, what you're getting. When it comes to your sports, like, coupes and stuff, their front-wheel drive sports cars, very, very good. But I think for their normal cars, their economy cars, the Fit is not doing it for me. And that really hurts to say, because I loved the Fit. The first, the GD Fit is one of my, or the first generation Fit, is one of my all-time favorite subcompacts ever. I hate to and say that this is too many tangents, is, what about but this is too many tangents. Away. It is. It's what about becoming it is a side conversation. I can stop. Yeah, let's, let's are, move on to a move, topic that isn't okay. a tangent. Yeah. This, this is just turning into a tangent. We got a lot of editing to yeah. do, don't we? We don't edit here So at since Carbitrash I'm sure I missed podcast. it, Ryan, what was your favorite one? Uh, the Curl XSE? The Curl SXE slash fully loaded Mirage. Okay. What was yours, okay. Brian May? Uh, that's kind of tough. I don't... All right. He doesn't have one. All right, no, no answer. No, moving on. The most impressive uh, car was that NSX uh, GT3 cool. IMSA car. All right. Moving All right. on. Um... So I want the to talk about yeah. So yeah. Geneva, that's really oh that's been going around in all the automotive media this week. You know, we've not actually we've, for the reasons we thought though. We've avoided talking about coronavirus for like because it five demonetizes episodes. content. But since none of our content is monetized, we can talk about it. Yeah. So like, great. can I say one thing? Fuck the coronavirus. <laughs> sure. Yep. Because everybody's reacting super, super, like, crazily. Like, it's insane. Just like H1N1. And my study abroad trip got canceled, and I'm losing $3,000 because people are afraid of getting sick. So the coronavirus is robbing you is what it I'm It is. And, like, everybody's like, oh, you got a scholarship. And I was like, I haven't received that scholarship yet. I just lost $3,000. Yeah. No, that's, yeah. that is actually what that means. And honestly on the same vein of losing a bunch of money because of this pandemic, which yep. is actually pretty minor. Yeah. The Geneva Motor Show, one of the biggest auto shows in the world mm-hmm. every year, has been canceled. What? What does that say? say? This just said, um, the new, uh, this is related to New York International Auto Show. Is that canned? Nope. But the New York, but Governor Cuomo declared a state of emergency due to coronavirus in the state of New York. I cool, but this, like, so, you so should see the pictures of this. So on the on the video stream, I'm pulling up. This was a really creepy thing I saw midweek. So the drive posted a bunch of photos of the show floor at Geneva. Yeah. Of the show that never happened, and it, it reminds it's, me of one of those dystopian. Is that the photo right games. there? Yeah. Yeah. That looks like a. There's actually a part in Rainbow Six Vegas too. It looks like a dystopian <laughs> where they go where they go game. to the E3. Where they find the Earth there? like 300 yeah. years yeah. after the human race is extinguished, that, essentially. That looks, yeah. And Ska is playing. Yeah. From a uh, from a journalist <laughs> standpoint, <laughs> so it, it was. Sorry, from a journalist standpoint, it, it is a very huge disappointment for us to not be able to be to travel to Geneva. A lot of people had to cancel their plans. So on the Friday before the show, when they canceled, there was a lot of scrambling of people of 
outlets and whatnot. I mean, some of them made their decisions day before. But yeah, it what, was... we're, what, what we're missing is what they're trying to replace it with, is the idea of we're there to see news. Yeah. We're there to see new products. Mm -hmm. yeah. You know, that's our job. You pay us to fly to Geneva to see what's new. It's like the physical internet for, yeah. for cars. Yeah. And, and now what's what's next is what, what Mercedes has done and what other manufacturers will be doing is these virtual reveals where oh, yeah, they're exactly. in a hermetically sealed room, yep. few cameras, and, and an executive going. Actually, Port, I think it would have been really hilarious Porsche if they had has done this quite a few times in the prior years. I think it should be really funny if they did the Geneva Auto Show, just everybody's wearing biohazard suits. You know what? Like, that would have been better. So let's do the Geneva Auto Show, but doing what the CDC recommends, which is washing your hands with soap and water for 20 seconds, yep. not touching door handles, using our elbows and our knuckles, yep. and quit touching your face. That's all you need to do is stop touching your face, which is difficult, That's why the but mask not is impossible. Right. Yeah. That's why you just vote. It votes? Yeah, just vote. You vote. Like, oh, I thought I said vote. <laughs> I think voting would help voting to helps a certain too, extent. Yeah. Anyway. So one thing that I think Here I am scratching my face. to note is just the chronology of how this cancellation happened. It sounded like it literally was at the last minute where was, people so. were already well, I mean, in route. Well, yeah, well look, at, look at the show floor. I mean, this was built out. This was ready. This was happening. Admissions. Right, I mean, that, that would happen a few days ahead, but I mean, it was literally the day that you'd be getting out of plane, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. Well, here's the kicker is that the... Chronology, if you want to talk about chronology, so the morning of the of Friday, the Swiss uh, Federal uh, Council made an agreement in Bern saying, look, because there's coronavirus that's happening in our country and our neighbors, uh, we're, gonna, we're going to ban any gathering of a thousand people or more across okay. Switzerland. Okay. So that was the main reason why the event canceled. So... Keep that in mind that it was more of a government intervention. Now we're seeing this in New York mm. with the state declaring a state of emergency because of coronavirus. Well, we should also state that Geneva, Switzerland is in the same mountain range as Lombardy, Italy. Which is and that's severely on the other side affected. Of but I mean, no, but I mean like with Italy, Holy with shit, their massive... Northern Italy, yeah. <laughs> with, their, with their massive... Out, outbreak that they've been having. So, mm -hmm. um, anyway, let's. Uh, what I want to talk about. Um, speaking of French vehicles, because we did mention France. <laughs> uh -huh. Uh -huh. Um, what about a large Audi? I want to. I want to talk about <laughs> how millennials don't want crossovers. Okay. We keep getting pushed crossovers <sighs> by everybody. Every old boomer in the world, and I'm in a room full of stupid trucks where I hate every. <laughs> crappy truck in this stupid room there's one good vehicle it's a toyota forerunner there's minutes? a garbage volkswagen no, no, no. there's another garbage oh volkswagen. there's a taco there is a taco so there's two vehicles a whole bunch of trash chrysler products however uh in france the perfect millennial vehicle exists oh, for sure. what the, is it the perfect millennial vehicle is the renault twingo ev Oh, it's yeah. 155 miles of range. Look how happy it, it is. It is a rear engine. It is well, so rear motor. Drive. It is rear wheel drive. And it's the size of a shoe. You can drive it to work and back. It's a perfect Unfortunately, vehicle. Unfortunately, it will ruin the recording if we do that. So, yeah, this is just a great vehicle. It doesn't work that way. We'll forget and then the it'll click. The electric motor in the back and rear wheel drive, yeah. is that the first time it's really done with those? 
compact like that? Uh, no, the i3 no. did it. Uh, I think the Zoe, no, Zoe was front wheel drive, but yeah. like the new Honda City yeah. E is rear wheel drive. Yeah. I can't remember if the new Fiat 500 E is, I think that's front wheel drive. Yeah, yeah. but no, it's, it's been done. more common? I think and so. Is it too It's not getting less common. Dynamic or is just packaging? I think it, it's packaging, because like the Imev, that was rear wheel drive, and that there was no reason that needed to be rear wheel drive, other than the fact that I think the powertrain, the power unit, just fit better under the floor in the back than it would have under the very small hood in the front. So what I actually think is really interesting... Better turning radius too for city cars. Well, I think is really interesting about this because that's effectively at that point a modern version of what the original Fiat 500 yeah. was, which is this, a very popular vehicle. Same with the Beetle. An excellent car. A lot of these Ooh, early... maybe an electric Beetle. A lot of these early and mid 20th century EV, or like people's cars had the same form factors as these European EV city cars mm -hmm. where they were rear engine, rear wheel drive because the packaging fit better. Yeah. And I think that that's a perfect fix because that makes that car very fun and makes it very affordable and very reasonable to live with. And so that's the yeah. perfect millennial car. That's what I need. Like get yeah. this like RAV4 trash out of here. I don't want to look at that. Give me a Renault Twingo EV. What yeah. about this Volkswagen Atlas with a bunch of like off-road parts <laughs> stickers on the door in hey, front of I us? Hey, I think everybody should buy a Volkswagen Atlas. One second, everybody should buy a Volkswagen Ryan, Atlas. Ryan, I think the guy with no underpants on just walked through the door into this room. Oh, perfect. I love that guy. <laughs> this is old man that's wearing a red track suit. And oh pretty, my goodness. And he's, oh, he's got he's a got young He's got a lady babe. that's like half his age, so she's about oh 50. Oh my god. And uh, he's wearing a red track suit. Oh I'm my god. I'm pretty sure he's not wearing that's any underwear. Amazing. It's awesome. This is the best thing. <laughs> oh, this is great. That's how we turn out. I changed my mind. My favorite car is the old man in the track <laughs> <Yeah>. suit. <laughs> Should we give him a valentine? <laughs> Wow. Um, but no, anyway, back on, back on topic <laughs> yeah, with, sorry. The, yes. with yes. the Volkswagen. Um, no, I think everybody should totally buy the Volkswagen crossover, that thing directly in front of me. Totally follow the factory maintenance right, uh, like requirements because that means in about 10 years, you'll be coming to me for a timing chain. Oh, and less I think, than that. I think, hey, that's a 22-hour job for me. I would love you to come to my shop and have that done. Uh, <laughs> good karma in Northeast Minneapolis off of Lowry? Shameless yeah. plug. As someone who has lived in this building for about two days now, because you're looking well. I uh, thank you. Uh, well, but uh, what I'm saying is that yesterday I was at the National Truck Summit, which was powered by Automotive News. So as one of the media people, that few media people that showed up, media persons. Thank you. <laughs> you're welcome. Uh, what, whatever. But but you know, the message I got was very simple. Trucks and SUVs are king. They're here. They've no, taken they're not. over. They're stupid. Excuse me. Trucks are dumb. The irony of I our position in this room is thought. palpable. Yes. I haven't finished my thought. That's why I love you guys. THOT, please keep going. All right. So, thank you. So, yeah, so, the, so we're drummed a lot of data, a lot of numbers. So, we're in a situation, we're in a state for which all of the new vehicle registrations in the state of Minnesota in 2019. 82% were trucks and SUVs and crossovers. Well, and it well is that's a, the moms, yes, not the millennials. For you guys, it's unfortunate. Are you talking about new car registration? New car registrations. Okay. Can yeah, I also we can't just, afford new cars. Well, no. One second, one second. Everybody just, uh, I think the reason why people buy trucks is that's what's in the dealership. Mm -hmm. Because when I was working at Subaru, I every single Outback I sold with the exception of actually two that I can remember directly, 
would have otherwise been a legacy wagon sale. I honestly think it's because it, they make it so difficult to spec out the vehicle you want as a sedan or as a wagon. That is why SUV sales are up. Because yeah, if you want a heated steering wheel, unless you're going for a Mercedes, you're getting a truck. Like th those things, those creature comforts are only available in trucks. I think that's just absolutely asinine. And well, they, they how should... many of those people are buying a truck? I mean, I, I know somebody like in my less than two degrees of separation that bought a pickup truck because they needed the ability to tow a rented trailer and a skid steer. Mm -hmm. and well, they that's... have done it one time and now they're looking for a replacement vehicle because they've, they've had it for six years. Well, see, all right, so they've done it one want... time. So you can do that with like that Ram right there. But are you really going to tell me that you're going to tow a skid steer with a Ram 4? No, but I'm saying, why in the hell what? would you buy a Ram just what? for that one occasion in six years instead of renting a vehicle to do that? It doesn't make any sense. It, it doesn't make any sense. So, I mean, like, yes, you're buying it because it can do everything, but it's like buying an all-season tire. And we've Why talked. would you do that? Because it's worse at everything. And we've talked about just getting me a Fiat and making a custom trailer exactly. for the GPR, and honestly, which that's not I a would bad love. Idea. Yeah. You could just get one of those motorcycle Harley Davidson trailers that's designed for luggage, but yeah. modify it. For yeah, GPR use. exactly. So, like, I, I know think, some good fabricators. We could do it. Yeah, and we know tons of welders we actually, and all we, that stuff. So, we like, had that's, that conversation, honey. We've had yeah. that conversation multiple times. It would be also times, adorable. And it would be adorable, but I kind of need a three-seater. But I, I much rather have the Fiat. And when I have money yeah, for I can see four, four, yeah, and you know, I'm small enough that there would be room in the back seat. And let me reiterate, it would be adorable. It would be adorable. I think that's what we need to do. The pistachio is... Fiat 500E, or not E, lounge. Yeah. So speaking of Fiat, uh, when we were at Fiat, they listed the Fiat 500E uh, on, their, on their vehicles that I had. The giant marketing plinth on the show floor of the Minneapolis Auto Show lists the 500X, which they make and sell, the 500L, which they make and sell, yep. The 124, which they make and sell, the 500, which they don't no. sell here anymore, and the 500E, which they don't sell no. here anymore. Well, weren't they going to announce something at Geneva about a new 500E? They were, and yeah, that actually leads me per yep. perfectly into my next topic. The oh, Fiat 500E okay. is yes. getting a second generation. Yay! Randy was like pointing at me, I'm like there's terrified. There's a second generation 500E? There yeah, is, and it's lovely. It's a ground up EV. Ground That's up. Perfect. It's so, not a retrofitted gasoline car. They're almost doubling the size of the battery pack from 24 to 42 amazing. kilowatt hours. Unfortunately, they are making it bigger. It's about two inches wider and two inches longer. I, but you get a my my, cut, my cutoff of interest is after three inches. Perfect. So this so, yeah, this will be good. fine for you. Yeah, that is okay. Um, I think I even have maybe a link on this. So I don't. In the but. reason that sounds really arbitrary, but the arbitrary, arbitrary. Yes. Um, <laughs> You're welcome, no, so everyone. So the three-inch change that came with the new generation Civic when they turned the Civic into an Accord. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah that was more than three inches, and so if you go three inches bigger. Per generation, I can live with that to a degree until you hit like about six. Yeah, that's um, too much. <laughs> like overall, but I think they've they've done it pretty well because really they they have evolved it. It's like it a GTI. Great. They've it done evolution. Good. They have yeah. not done revolution. But yeah. here's the thing: the 500s only back right now, at least in concept form, intended for production as an electric. There isn't a planned really gas cool. version of it. And I'm okay with I like that. that. I'm 100% okay. Because you think of a city car. What? How many miles a day are you doing in a city car? Not many. One? Five? Yeah. Well, the old one worked perfectly so, for that. So, 
with me, I drive from St. Louis Park, first ring suburb. St. Park, yep. Yeah, to Northeast Minneapolis, which yeah. is inner city. Both so, a part of Buffalo, Minneapolis. Yes, yes. Buffalo, Minneapolis, um, Minnesota. And doing that, I Canada. I cover what maybe like 40, 45, 50 miles, and then if I run for groceries, run some errands, even for lunch or something, like on a like, a, like on like a long haul day, like it's Friday night where it's like date night after work. Yeah, like nice. I might hit a hundred miles in total. Yeah. And so a Fiat 500E and is the a new perfect one, vehicle. The old one, so you could never touch that. Because realistically, yeah. you're talking for a healthy new one, maybe 70, 75 miles. Yeah. Pretty a good. A new 500E would be perfect for me. Yeah, we're talking <laughs> effectively a real world 140 to 150 miles. And that's like, perfect. that's highway. And you'd be able to charge exactly, it at work. Exactly. I could take a job sitting on Brian's lap at MA Performance and I could... <laughs> drive to work and back. I mean, that's terrifying to think about, but yeah, you're not wrong. I have a decent chin strap. <laughs> Did you just say you have a decent chin strap? Shin strength. Shin strength. Okay, that makes I'm, more I sense. might be a little big for him. <laughs> but you know, uh, the I, cool. What's so, our next topic? No, no, no. Ready. The, the, the yes, what? I was going to plug in on the uh, 500 e Thank God they're doing That was it. a good pun. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. Plug. Plug in on the 500 electric. I like it. Keep yeah, going, please. Uh, yeah, it's great. <laughs> well, and you know, and, and no, not and even the thing is, you don't have the link on it, but what they did is they did a reveal, a virtual reveal. In I'll pull Milan, something up, huh? In Milan. Use the Google. At, during the Fashion Week don't like. in Milan. So it, it is obvious that this is going to be a niche vehicle. Unfortunately, niche? it's a niche vehicle. Niche. But Thank in you. the United States, <laughs> if it ever comes here. But when you talk about... We are not slated to get it. Exactly, unfortunately. Well, we also weren't slated Thank to God. get the We're original Fiat 500 either. But oh, here we somebody are. found a horn. Honk, honk. All right, but I'm going to try to pull this up. We are running all of this off of one of my cell phones. The lovely old man is watching Yeah, us. so we, we should apologize to everyone for all of our... Like, our microphone setup here is really weird. We got five people on two mics. It, I think it's working. Corey said it sounds okay, but if this is completely botched, at least we had fun. Yeah, yes. I, I really do apologize. Live it's things are always exposure. weird. Exposure. Especially in places like this. Like yeah. that man's test. So Exactly. Oh. We're <laughs> oh, not man. serious XM, folks. The, yeah. ma the man in the tracksuit is definitely within eyeshot of all of us now. I love yeah. that guy. That guy's awesome. Amazing. If I wasn't using both of my phones for actual <laughs> things, I would take I pictures. Picture? <laughs> He's my favorite Wait, so, person. Uh, I'm just looking at the notes. Point at the microphone, please, Brian. Yeah. Hi, it's Brian. <laughs> uh, you don't have to be that close, so you're good. Thank a question you. Question on 500E. Yes. You mentioned there's no plan for a gas variant. Correct. There How is. much? There They're using the old platform, but putting the new shell over the old platform. Oh, I hadn't even heard about so that. So apparently they're using the old platform but they're putting the new shell over the old platform for the gas engine. I would imagine they're I just, they're pulling the floor pad. But they're making the electric in Italy. But that's... The, the gasser will still be in Poland. So that's actually really interesting that that gas is now the afterthought. Whereas it was previously the electric vehicle being the afterthought, but now I, I think it's just a sign of the progression of the worldwide car market that the EV is the way you go and then you put a gas motor in for people that are afraid of an EV for whatever reason. Well, I mean, because that, that seems like a, a pretty significant change in how they're going about the design well, and development. It's a of huge the car. departure. So, are there any other models that are being dedicated as an EV only subcompact or compact car that are 
that that are intended to have a gas variant? No, intended to not have any gas variant. And yeah. No so of a gas all of the new Volkswagen platforms yes. are full EV. Uh, GM EV just EVs. last week announced. 10 new vehicles based on a new modular electric platform. No intention of making any of those vehicles with a gas or Honda diesel power. And these are like cars the that Honda. are slated for production, not yeah. just like concepts. The Correct. Honda E is actually another really I think the ID one. is on sale very soon in some part yeah. of the world. They're so, making I mean, them, but they're on sale in summer. Yeah, these are, they're done deal cars. Yeah. Cool. So th there's a lot of actual EVs that are not just hand-me-downs and not Teslas that are coming so out. So I'm gonna skip ahead in this video here. With this man in a suit. It's a 17 minute virtual reveal from Milan. Why? And my poor phone is just begging for mercy, downloading YouTube and uploading Twitch at the same time. Oh. So. Phone must be on fire. <laughs> It'll make a nice toasty hand. So I can't even get a DUI. <laughs> well, you can. No, he's, a, he's a lawyer. You, oh, Not in this state, you can. No, no, oh, no. perfect. It's bizarre, but it's The Carbitrage Auto Show top tip if you bike somewhere and drink heavily, you cannot get a DUI. In Minnesota. In Minnesota. So anyway, there's the 500. It is significantly right bigger than the original 500. But very minimally bigger than Much the... Much smaller than the Mini still. That is a very good point. The Mini Ooh, I see a pistachio. is the size <laughs> of a RAV4. And the Mini Electric is probably its most direct the, competitor. The Mini Electric, the new one, just, just got announced again within about two weeks, and that is a gasoline floor pan. That oh. has had electric retrofitted into it, and honestly, the, yeah, that's, that's the biggest being... gripe I've heard on that car from a couple of sources is they wish that they had changed the floor pan mm -hmm. and put a bigger battery in because there's a ton of unused space essentially. Yeah, but it's cheap. Well, so so I mean, that's the thing is also we should note that how can they wait? How can they not have space for a large battery? The Mini Cooper is the size of a Ram 4500. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's, it's the biggest car in the world. <laughs> yeah, they do. It's the one that comes without a bed because it's so big. Does it have Power Wagon in the back written in giant no, chrome letters? No, it literally doesn't have a bed on it. It's a cab. Oh, they only sell it as a chassis cab? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, a Ram 4500 is a massive vehicle. <laughs> well, either way, I'm, I'm very excited that the 500E exists, even if we it's, don't get it. I, I, I want it to come here really badly. I, um, and, and it might. I mean, you never they know. They have not said they will not bring it. Yeah. So, which is better than the initial coverage that we found like three months ago and we covered on the podcast, which said not bound for the U.S. Yeah, that's true. That so I'll it take eighty thousand production per year, though. That's pretty small. Oh, that's not a lot. But yeah, I mean, but you can easily ramp the ground scheme. Yeah. Right. I mean, um, what did they sell here in gas five hundreds when they sold them? I mean, it was like fifteen thousand a year. Was, I think like forty-five thousand. Oh, that's actually pretty good. Yeah. By the way, yes, Randy. It, there is a ride and drive for Fiat Chrysler here, mm -hmm. and if you're really feeling nostalgic, there is a 500 of Barth to, to as part of the drive. At this auto show. At this auto show, <laughs> there is a 2019 500 of Barth. Is it a manual? So I should... Unfortunately, no. So, Gina, were you with me when I test drove a 500 of Barth? <laughs> the car's gone. No. So why? I did one test drive in a 500 Barth ever, because I really wanted one. Actually, I still really want one. I just wanted to get one used so I can get a good deal on it. Well, good news, um, they're like six grand now. I know, I'm, I very well might buy one. But, um, yeah, I did a, I lit up the tires on the test drive, and I've never seen nice. a salesperson more terrified in my life than when I oh. test drove a 500 or a 500 Barth. 
<laughs> I said the 500E still does a better job lighting up the tires than an Abarth does. Yes, the 500E does a really good job. Alt it. I mean, Swinging back just briefly on the 500E, I'm pretty sure they use the exact same motor because the power figures are up like a couple of horsepower, but it's also much heavier because it's a much bigger yeah. battery. Yeah. So, I mean, it's pretty slow. I mean, it's like gas 500 performance levels, but I'm pleased to announce they've increased the top speed from 88 to 93 miles per hour. That's good. Is this the, the only FCA electric still? The question was, is this the only FCA electric still? And if you're not counting FEVs, yes. Yeah, so, so it's probably still Bosch. The, uh, almost certainly, yeah. I, I, it's almost certainly a Bosch. A lot of the engineering that they did for the first gen is very likely going into this car because it, it looks like it's a pretty minor change, even though they say it's ground up, apparently. So, um... Yeah, that's actually really awesome, because I really want to see the Honda Urban E, EV, whatever they call it now. I really want to see really that have cool some car. competition, because I want Honda to have to actually like have their hand forced to develop that platform more. And maybe bring it to Marriott, because I will buy it. Yeah. Like, I will buy that car. Brand new. Not only a 500 bar, where I will buy it used in the dealership with it, but like, Honda will get my money directly. Honda, for it are you EV. listening? Yeah. This is, this is Ryan Sanitsky saying this. Okay. Really badly. <laughs> um, Let me throw a curveball at you guys. Now keep in mind that, the, uh, that Fiat Chrysler and PSA are in the process of merging. Now PSA already has a fully electric uh, architecture. Mm -hmm. so yeah, and the Zoe. I mean, it's a good one. No, no, Zoe. that's Renault. That's Renault. That's oh. Renault. Renault so has E2A, Zoe. it's a hybrid. Yep, E2A. That's, oh. not, that's not ground up VEV. Okay, but wait a minute. I thought they were doing some... Electric vehicles. No, they were they had a concept for the Renault, or sorry, for the Peugeot. I think like four oh five or something. Yeah, they were gonna take their little CUV. Well, no, they also had that concept for that hat for that coupe. Yeah, remember we talked about that a while back. Is a hybrid. They okay, have the same never mind. It definitely had two zeros in it. Yeah. I thought it was like the three thousand and eight or something. It, anyway, so Peugeot, fix your naming. You're like Lincoln. So yeah. what I want to do is I want to talk about how Honda actually has a future with EVs because right now Honda's kind of floundering right now. They're not doing a whole lot with their gas cars. Like, yeah, they got the Civic, the Civic Type R. It really feels like a cop out. But they're just like, yeah, well, you have a Type R. It's for America, and they made it like the but safest possible thing for America manual. ever. Um, like the only thing that's like remotely controversial about the Civic Type R is the fact it's front wheel drive only. But it's like whatever. Um, it's a really properly good front wheel. Brian May can speak to the reliability yeah. of the new L15 whatever engines too. I do like the L. Type R is yeah, yeah, the Type R is a different engine. But um, is that a two liter? It's based on like yeah K series. But, oh, is it? So with Honda, oh. uh, even though they're floundering right now, um, they're actually doing their classic cars properly. Because they're actually putting S2000 parts in reproduction. Well, that's good. Because there's a lot of parts in S2000s that fail a lot. But so, this is the thing. You know how Toyota did it? And they just said, hey, what, what can we still make? What's still being made like sure. through our original manufacturers? Honda's actually going to the owners of S2000s and saying, what would you like to see? VTEC actuators, transmissions. Yeah. What would you like? K20s or sorry, F20 cylinder heads. Yeah, like what would you actually like us to put back in production for you? And we're gonna do it. And that so I think it's really lot. cool. That's like Nissan with their GTR thing, right? Yeah, it's well the GTR like they just yeah. Well, no, no, I'm talking about like the the original car, the S2000. Right. They're actually going to the the classic car owners now. Now it's a classic, and they're actually asking them. 
what they want as opposed to just seeing what they can do. They're actually going to take the effort to make the part. So I think that's actually really cool that they're doing that. I really, I, I trash Honda a lot these days, and I really want to give them uh, credit when they do something right because Honda's really just. And you're right. I mean, that car is mm -hmm. a collectible now. Yeah. And yeah. again, it has a lot of very common failures and mm -hmm. parts are hard to find. Yes, it's very true. Yeah. So it wasn't a high volume vehicle. So no, not, it's, it's not by any means. Good move, Honda, even though, well, no, they had two manuals on display. So I'll yeah. let them, I'll let them. Did, uh, was the S2000 in the Haggerty Top 25? I don't think so. Because I, I know that you looked at that. The, uh... I don't think it was, no. And I'll, I'll be I'll curious to see. Eventually it will show up in one of these up-and-coming collector mm -hmm. car things, but I think it'll be the AP2. Probably, because the AP2s are... They, they really worked it's, out a lot. It's of actually kinks. usable. Yeah, I mean, the AP1 was a better engine, but the AP2 is... Yeah, I mean, the AP1 is suicide to drive, and it has the 9,000 RPM red line, and it was notorious it. for having that 200... They, so, they did end, soften all right, it. So we are, we're hearing shouts from the audience that Which the Honda, I'll go and honk that hard. That um, Honda you, softened the AP2. At the end of the day, I don't you know what the AP2 is? A hell of a lot better than like that Silverado <laughs> over there. Well, so the AP2 at the end also. Any S2000 is a good car, so it's fine. Like people complain, but you're really the splitting hairs. Rav4 is not a truck. The, no. the Rav4 is not a truck. It's either. a crossover. Um, that is our audience yelling at us. Um, <laughs> Or anyway, we have feedback. So you you actually posted on our notes the Haggerty Top 25 list. Yes. Because I was going to post the bottom 25, but the well, Top 25 was even better. I, see, the reason why I did this was kind of a bit of uh, kind of inflating the values of my own vehicles. Yeah. Because you'll never believe it, but on this list, there happens to be a thing I own. Shocking. Do you want to guess which of the many vehicles in my... Uh, we would it be your 1993 dice? through 1996 Cadillac Fleetwood? It would not be one of those. Well, even though that's on the it's list. It's not the 1M, but that should be on the list. Uh, it's it's more red than that. Oh. All your cars are red. Uh, so it's not, it, it's not the 2002. The VIN number begins with a Z. Oh. So it's Italian? It is Italian. It's Italian, weird. So it must be your Ferrari. One. It is. Is it your 1992 through 1995 Toyota, or Ford Taurus? No, it is not. Okay. It Damn is it. number 10T, which is 10 Ty. for Ty, <laughs> along with the Mercedes-Benz W210. Nice. And the 6 Series, which is the best BMW. Yeah. Anyway, it's a 94 to 99 Ferrari F355. So Press button to activate movie shooting. Ugh, hold on. Stand by, low. Twitch stream. Boop, it's back. Right, also, it's I have back. to say, I'm very impressed with the quality of the factory bundled battery and a Canon EOS 7D, yeah. for the record. So, Not a fan of how it blanks the video out after about 30 minutes. Yeah, but that's um, So we, we should... We are. What is that? Is that it's a 355? A, it's another 355. I like that. Is it a manual? The silver one? It doesn't matter. Unfortunately, it's Canvio Corset. Yeah. Nobody cares. Yeah. And it belongs to... Nope. Where's your microphone dial? Deal. Turn it all the way down. No, but it did Sorry, belong I can't. to Shaq. I think that's Nobody cares. impossible. Anyway, so... That car would have to have the firewall removed for Shaq to sit into it. So, yeah, you, you were saying that the 355 was on... In tenth place on that Haggerty Top Twenty Five list. Tied, tied for so tenth place. We should we should state again. With an average value of sixty three thousand one hundred dollars. Yeah. 
And how much so do you pay not for yours? 50000 Nice. Yeah, so you're, you're making money on your car. I mean, oh, yeah, I also nice. had to do a lot of stuff to it. But yes, I'm yeah. still making money. But anyway, so this Haggerty list is... Haggerty actually uses um, their insurance quotes to gauge the uh, popularity of collector cars, which is really interesting because Haggerty yeah. is like by far the most popular insurance company for classic cars. I don't use them because their rates are very high. But, but yes. yes, they are the most, the most popular. They're the name you think. Yeah, they're, they're the name you think of. So you're telling me I should increase my agreed value on my car to make the values higher? Yes. Yeah. Um, I think that's how that works. All right. So, well, this is the thing. So kind of looking on this list, the list I don't care is, about the rest of the list, just well, the Ferrari. Actually, I want to look through it. Well, some Marauder is tied with you. No, there's some ah, actually, yeah, there's some really Marauder. interesting cars on this list. Thank so, you. Uh, <laughs> do you remember? I hate all of you. All right, so the E36 M3. You know, we always say the E36 M3. Oh, you mean the one that I have in my backyard that's under a bunch of dirt? Yeah, yeah. that one. Okay. So that car <laughs> is, where it belongs. That, that car is something that we all agree is inflated for its price. Yeah. Right? Thank oh. you, Randy. 19, I also have my BMW 1600. Uh, it, it isn't. No, they're, no, they're the very E3, cheap. The, no, but I mean, the E36, for what it is, is inflated for its value compared to the E46. Inflated for its value? Well, the value's inflated on the E36, is what I'm saying. I disagree. The E36? They're like a really nice one's 10 grand. Oh really? Yeah. For for an M3? Yeah. Oh, that's actually a good deal. That's a, the values are very low on those. Well, I think anyway, they will go up. They, yeah, they are because they're actually 23rd on that list. The Euro spec would be worth a lot more. They're yeah, yeah, the Euro spec would be worth way yeah, more. So, but yeah. top the American tip. one. Go and get yourself a 1994 E36 M3 coupe, preferably in Daytona violet with the manual. Import it, sit on it. Yep. It's going to be so, a very valuable car. There's a lot of changes on the Euro cars that we didn't get here that make that car much better. Bigger diffs, six-speed trans, individual throttle body, inline six. Very good. You're joking. Speaking so of that, that's actually One second. That's actually, I heard it. You're joking from Randy. Should no, I, I was worried? looking at the no. list. <laughs> so on this list, that's actually an eight-way tie for, uh, in the top Keep 25. To get people's attention. That's in a top. It's in an eight-way tie. I see top. a Buick LeSabre. Keep it's talking. an eight-way tie for the top 25 between the 65 through 67 with Sabre, which is honestly because the Buick GS is so overvalued that the Sabre is just coming up. Um, the 67 through 72 uh, Chevy pickup, which is fair. That's a really great truck. The 73 to 91 GMC Jimmy, which is a K5 Blazer, but it's a GMC logo. Um, but no Cyclone, no Typhoon? One second. The Mercedes... <laughs> W203 190. It's the 201. Right? 201. The W201 190. Uh, the 97 Town Car? Which is weird. Is that the last of the really boxy one? No, no. That's what? that's like the one from Robocop, the really round one. It's really weird. Um, and then also the Subaru SVX, the 92 through 95 Ford Taurus. I, that has to be the that. SHO. It has to be the SHO. It's or the wagon. Yeah. I never see those anymore. Well, <laughs> yeah, actually, because you could get a manual Taurus wagon. Oh. I mean, yeah, but who wants no? Really? I think I think you could. <laughs> uh, with the Vulcan, you probably could. Yeah, like, and then you can just like play around with it. But um, yeah, that Lincoln Town Car, like what? Like, but no, I agree. I completely agree. But guess what? You know why they tied that? Because it's a Panther platform, and Panther platforms Duh. are those very oh, no. very so, interesting oh, no. vehicles oh, no. that oh, no. you oh, love no. or hate, but oh, you've no. got to get the value. So we should actually know because. Along with that, the 2003-2004 Marauder, 
Yeah, I, I, the I understand the Marauder yep. that had the four cam V8 and it was clean bodywork. And yeah. and actually, I was joking before, but the '93 through '96 Cadillac Fleetwood, the last rear-wheel drive Cadillac like Fleetwood, those are all on this list. I think it's just really odd that there's this like huge resurgence of interest in giant, like American. Oh, this is the square body one. You were, yeah, like I, you said, no, it's the bubbly one. The town car. I don't want your free account. Fuck off. But anyway, so. Um, <laughs> but no, the there's, there, there's this. No, no I used the first. Oh, but no, there's this like huge. There's this huge like increase in interest. Yikes. In American large sedans, which I think is really breed. weird. Two. It two is words. a dying breed. Yeah. There's two words that tie. Use a VPN. It's called Malay's era. <laughs> well, no, these are uh, post Malay's. Well, These are 90s. Sort of. Well, but they're sort of you have kinda to define, designer They're based related. on platforms that I, existed during the Malays. I think what they are is they get what people like of those Malays era cars, but they're modernized, so they're actually almost reliable. And you have to decide. I mean, the 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 start time of the Malays era is very agreed upon, but the end time, yeah. like Scott was saying, I mean, it's a platform that existed for like 30, 40 years in some cases. Yeah, it's true. They didn't change it a lot, and we're still talking very wheezy and anemic. And they still make the Express Van, which is arguably a Malays. And the E Series, which has been around four years longer than that, they still make the E Series in a chassis cab because it's what? so popular oh with God. motorhome manufacturers, they can't kill it. <laughs> uh, but another fun fact. They put the 7.3 Gasser V8, that new one, they put that in the E-Series now. So, but they're still spitting them out in Kansas City. <laughs> so we should also know... So we should visit that when we go to Waffle House then. To get an idea for the, what the rest of this list looks like, yeah. it's just Radwood. It's, 80, it's 81 to 90 Land Cruisers. It's... Uh, NB NB Miatas are appraising... Or, or not appraising. They're... Um, Appreciating faster than NA Miatas, which yeah. is weird to me. Oh, um, the uh, 2000 M5 is on here in yeah. fourth place. I didn't even see that. Yeah, like, <laughs> whoops, the, the, I have one of those too. Just a basic question: How are how is this list Isn't compiled? This so oh, this list is compiled by I was confused. Haggerty I thought it said five. Looking yeah. at their insurance no quotes based off interest, and since yell but not at the microphone. I'll, I'll explain it to you after the show. Okay. okay. But, but it's not, it's not based on the. Uh, it's not based on the uh, perceived future value. It's based on the current uh, yes. purchasing tent. Trends. However, historically, this list has been probably that 80 Baba Booey, Baba Booey, Howard Stern's penis, Baba Booey. Wow. It's like a surprisingly accurate list. And so, all right, so moving down this list, OJ Simpson Bronco. Keep it going. Oh, yeah. OJ Bronco, yeah, now we're OJ talking. OJ Bronco, the generation yeah. before the OJ Bronco. Love the OJ Bronco. OBS Ford the Mark plus II, Bronco. Yeah. The Mark II Scirocco, the first generation RX-7, the NSX. Your mother-in-law. Like, these are, like, it's just Radwood. <laughs> That's what, what the rest of this list is. So I think if you're trying to get ahead of the curve, yes. look at a car that you really want for he, Radwood. He and then manual. Oh, oh And with the yeah. best yeah. engine option you can get. I read the book, if I did it. Also, not just Radwood, <laughs> but also back to the 80s right here in Minnesota. Which is, yeah, but I mean... Sort of, sort of kind of Radwood. But I mean, they like, keep just, putting just that show huh? on the same day as Proving Grounds. Yeah, yeah. which doesn't work. They changed the time, though, which is helpful, because I think I can hit both. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to start the day at Back to the 80s, and then and I'm going to drive the car. E30 M3 up to Brainerd and just camp out of that, I guess. <laughs> Sleeping in your E30 M3. No, 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 I'll bring a tent. And e what a popper. E30 M3 is not on this list? 
Uh, no. That car that, is already in the stratosphere. That, that car, okay. that car's actually, well, so that's the thing is, a lot of these cars that are, we know, like, when you think of cars that are super high valued, the Mark IV Supers E30 M3s, those were on this list a year ago, two years ago. Okay. Like, the E30 M3's been unattainable for a while, but the Supra was number one on this list. Like throughout all of 2019. Okay, so today we just know that. Now it's you just, yeah, it's just okay. established. Average now you're lucky to find one for 2005. Like is dollars How, How much, much is it? The average value for an E39 M5 on Haggerty on this list is $38,800. Wow. Wow. Whoa. <laughs> Did I miss something or is my car worth like four times what I paid for? You bought at the right time. I it's definitely very did. Irritating. That's not by accident. No, it's not at all by accident. You bought it at absolutely the right time. But that Apparently also fits that my criteria. Yeah. It's that's that's late rad and then with a manual and the best version you can get. <laughs> so it's a later Radwood car with the best version you can get of it. I, I would argue that two thousand is still in the rad era. But I mean that's a, within Radwood fans and the people that go there. That's like fun. Those cars that came out like 98, 99, 2000 are called late rad okay. or post rad. This is way too many terms to have to remember. Yeah. I am... It's like echo deco and just yeah. it's too much. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Echo deco. Anyway, as long as we, we should... can remember Brutalist and Ralph Rapson, we're good. That's perfect. Um, <laughs> so we're let's, done here. let's actually just move on to Jana's final topic. Yes, we're running a little I'm bit long here. really excited. Oh, we have until 3 30. Okay. I'm excited to announce we have Carbitrage, Valentine's, not awards, because. I couldn't exploit Again, these labor are be from the ones. preschoolers. They're yeah. the one-offs. Yeah. So, so we have three <laughs> awards. There. And these are for today's auto show. Yes. Manual, these are actually going to the OEM. Question today, mark exclamation point <laughs> is our first award, and we've actually decided the winner for this one, and it's Toyota as a whole yep. because purely. Yay Toyota! Yay Toyota! Yay Toyota! Purely. <laughs> oh, what a feeling! Yes, a random pass. That was a better era of Toyota, arguably. But <laughs> thank um, you. are showing his age, you know. But I no, no, no. That was, that was my favorite era. Timeless yeah. era. Yeah. But the reason why we unanimously decided Toyota reason. is because you know we were looking at the Yaris and we saw that it didn't have a manual and we we're like, oh no, what's going on? And Ryan ran to a salesperson and was a like, random guy, manual. And he was like, that, sorry, that was aggressive. Oh, um, very loud. But yes. he was that aggressive to the salesman and the salesman was like, nope, this comes in manual, this comes in manual, this comes in manual. He was actually prepared. Like he was a hundred percent. Right. Right. Stuff, it wasn't right. like a. They have so it's the Yaris, Yaris sedan, sedan, the Corolla in both sedan and hatch, yep. the Tacoma and the 86. So you can get whatever your vehicle you're oh, looking eight. for. You can get whatever vehicle you're looking for. You can get with a manual transmission. So the Yaris only in sedan. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. we we talked about earlier before you arrived, but basically they're trying to uh, move manual hatchback sales to the Corolla XSE. Which is fair because that is a really good car. Carbitrage car of the year, 2019. To, mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a really good car. You want as many sales to go into that car as possible. It's a great so, car. That makes yeah. perfect sense to me. Yeah, so, I, I was very impressed that that man had answers for your questions and the fact that not only did they bring at least one manual, yeah. the 86, all, even the BRZ on the floor was a stick mm -hmm. and it had giant Brembos on it. I yeah, still can't figure that out. Holy but shit. You do props you. to the companies that brought the sticks out. Another Thank thing you. with a manual here is a lot of people yeah. that don't understand why we love manuals so much is a manual transmission 
can take an otherwise boring car and make it fun. Mm-hmm. Like it is it has is, reasonable power. Yeah. yeah. Like it isn't inherently better for performance. No. No. But it can make every car more fun to drive because it's a more engaging experience. And let's be honest, the person that's buying the sub-luxury manual mm-hmm. is doing it because they own their cars a long time yeah. and I don't care what you say, a manual's way more reliable than mm-hmm. a torque converter or a dual-clutch automatic. Mm-hmm. Judging by the three Volkswagens in my shop... I don't care what you say, Brian May. It's true. Judging by the three cars in my shop that all have 09G problems on their Volkswagens and the one Subaru... That's a horrible transmission problem. And the Chrysler, it's got a horrible transmission problem. I've well, got Chrysler. five cars in total in my shop that are clogging up my lot because they have automatic transmissions. And that manual version is endlessly more reliable. All so, you have to do yeah, is like look at values. Major issue no, no, no. Subaru like... can't figure out how to make a transmission. That's just a fact. Manual or automatic, if we're yeah. honest. Subaru just can't make a transmission. I love Subaru. And I will tell you that they cannot make a transmission. I would so never. I'm put stealing any faith this in a Valentine with a metaphorical tr- kiss because I don't want to do an actual kiss because coronavirus. Please. And also creepy. Yeah, and creepy. I so, see that. you know, no. Coronavirus. Is, I no. Could, uh, so, so that's that's Valentine's for Toyota. I can um, actually point you to the right person to drop it off at. Yeah, we will. But what we're gonna oh, ask that's going to be hilarious. So, thank God my handwriting looks like a five-year-old. Otherwise, they would just would be very so, strange. So, and what's so, the next one? Our next one is just fine. So, it's a car that Karen <laughs> is looking to buy with her teenage daughter. Uh, a, good, a, a car uh, for the kids. Who is 14 years old, so not quite ready to drive, but this car is going to go to them in a couple The years. hand-me-down car. Okay. The hand-me-down a short-term car. hand-me-down car. Yeah, yeah, a short-term hand-me-down. It's going to get beaten to hell. It's not going to work. It's never it's not going to be maintained. It's never yeah. going to be resold for value. What's a good car for it's that? It's going to cars for kids in yeah. eight years. <laughs> I think exactly. uh, I would give that to the Mazda 3. Mazda 3? I think that the Mazda agree? 3 would be a good car to give that to. Yeah, that's a really good answer. Yeah, because, I mean, it's... It's available in a manual. It's available in a manual. It's fun to drive. Even if you don't get the manual, whatever. But it's available as a manual, and you can be ashamed of yourself if you don't, if you choose not to. I'm using Roman numerals just for funsies. I honestly might say Hyundai Kona. Ooh. Ooh, the Hyundai good Kona's one. good, but that's a crossover, which is inherently worse than a normal car. But so. they want crossovers. Third gen Kia Soul, then. Virgin. Well, we already wrote down Mazda 3, Mazda so it's Mazda 3. 3. Fine. Mazda 3. Yeah, that, <laughs> that works. I also love that you did Roman numeral 3. I, I had to because... <laughs> Mazda 3. So, so just fine award Valentine goes Congratulations to, to Mazda, Mazda on 3. their just fine car. And then the biggest Valentine and the most important is mm-hmm. tiny It is car. actually quite literally... If you look in the, the biggest Valentine is for the tiniest car. As big yeah. as the other two Valentines put together. It's no accident. It is really the biggest. So it's, it's the tiny, tiny car Valentine. And <laughs> for the biggest, you know, the biggest Valentine I kind of want it to go car. to the Yaris, even though that there is no. Is, is that smaller than the Mirage? No. No. What dimension or magnitude are you going off of? But a, okay, it's, the, really, it's either the Mirage size. or it's the Corolla six speed hatch. Which one do you so want? We d- let's do the Corolla six speed hatch. Yeah. Well, no, well, we're already, well, no, already one won, second, one that second. That won an award from us. We're, we're, okay. We gave that the manual. I think the Mirage, because I really think Mitsubishi... We, we can't give the Mirage. the Mirage? No, my, <laughs> this is my reason for the Mirage. If you go to Mitsubishi headquarters and you look at their what? shelf for awards, it looks really sad. <laughs> That's 
statistics uh, It is accurate. I, I don't like it though, so I'm reason. putting my middle finger up at it. As we're talking about tiny cars, which All is so rude. Okay, <laughs> so the Mirage gives all of our awards, so I don't want to give it to the Mirage. You. Uh, well, and, and again, we gave the Mirage a very coveted award yeah, very we recently. Did give yeah. them the so maybe award. we should pick something else that's the tiny Valentine. that we saw that isn't the Corolla Hatch because that one 2019 car of the year tied with yes. the G70 and the Supra. Okay. <laughs> what is um what what about the? I guess my question is, what's the smallest car you could easily put large amounts of things into? Kia Soul, which is offered in a manual. Ooh. Tiny car. Okay. Kia Soul and kids they are gonna love that. Manual Kia Soul. Yes, manual. You should Kia write Soul. Kia Soul with manual. Ma we'll do all caps. Manual. And that would be the underline. best tiny car that you can get per <laughs> Carbotrage's recommendation. I actually am totally fine with that. I think uh, even a gas or third gen Soul is a really good car. Yeah, that's a great car. You can't be wrong about that car. That's a great vehicle to purchase. So in a in a curious turn of events neither of the two things we we're going to vote for one yeah here we yeah. go <laughs> it's the manual Kia the carbitrage uh, because wait that's so, a tiny car that can fit a ground penetrating radar it comes with a manual transmission and it makes randy look upset, and it explodes so good. <laughs> also I like the first vehicle. gen wanted hamsters in it so yeah, how could so, you say no i and they, they also created the hamsters for chameleons However, eh, still a cute animal. We should also note that the Kia Soul always has rad uh, special editions: the Dim Edition, the Hamster Edition, the White Tiger Edition, the EV, the EV, mm. and they had, I, I can't remember all of them, but every year they have a different special edition. And you want to know? I bet it holds more stuff than that Rav4. That Rav4 is stupid. That Rav4 is the probably the dumbest thing in here. Yeah. So what's our uh, what did we learn? What's our top tip for the end of the episode? Um, I learned that if you are lucky enough to be recommended for a slot to record at the Minneapolis Auto Show, like we have been by Randy Stern, our mm -hmm. guest, you will be placed as a podcaster who loves exclusively tiny vehicles, EVs, and manuals in a sea of giant truck automatics. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that took a lot of setup, but I think it was that, worth it. That is accurate, because <laughs> we are quite literally in a sea of big stupid trucks. They're average sized trucks and average sized crossovers. And a tiny sea beaters. of big stupid trucks. Oh god. <laughs> That's true. All right, bye podcast spot for well, next year. This is reality, uh, my friends. Sorry. My ears we are saw the busy. statistic. It's 82%. Although I have to say, thank you our gracious host. Yeah, we for love it. down the volume hey. on all this stuff. Yeah, that is true. Space. And I, they actually, were really great yeah, once we giving got us here. Water? Yeah. Lizzie was pretty awesome. I'm gonna give her a direct shout out. Maybe she just we doesn't have, like We didn't email. have a great time Bring with the email, but that was probably not her fault. That's not her no. fault. Also, like, she daily drives a manual. Yeah, that's Woo! pretty cool. So, okay. so she is, she should is we get, very, give her a carbitrage cool. Valentine? Do you want to know why she hasn't been hanging around in this room? She can't stay in the automatics. Yeah, because yeah. all these automatic crossovers suck. So we're yeah, getting I mean, rashes. <laughs> Uh, yeah. yeah. No, I'm, I'm getting the corona rash from the yeah. trucks. Anyway. I'll so, be patient zero. Uh, what I, well, there's already one. So. What I learned this week was um, actually, yeah, the same thing. That we were going to be in a room full of big stupid trucks. And this I, is stupid. <laughs> I learned that the coronavirus was going to screw me out of all the money that I Man, have in is, my person. Oh, no. Impressive. Actually, this yeah. is what I learned. Did you know that... Olympus Mons actually almost exits the atmosphere of Mars. 
That's the tallest mountain in the universe. Okay. Did you know that, Brian May? The galaxy. That's very interesting. What you I still think this side works better. Yeah. One well, second, we want to know what Brian May learned. Yeah, week. what did Brian May learn? I didn't learn necessarily that much about cars, but it doesn't, it doesn't have to be cars. reaffirmed the state in which you people are in desperate Excuse need me? of contrary viewpoints. Excuse no, me? No, no, no. You are out you of touch with reality. You could become a Patreon patron and tell us directly. Yeah. yeah. Well, I can tell or you come my down opinion, more often on Saturdays. you have to contemplate. Which is wrong. No. <laughs> There is, when something seems baffling, there's likely an underlying reason that you're just not understanding. Is that like the perpendicular thing that slows the flow of fluid, a baffle? <laughs> doesn't need to be perpendicular, it just needs to be against the grain. Wow, that was put like a simpleton. So, Randy, what did you learn? <laughs> I've learned this week that uh, if you don't, if you put in the work you get recognized, you do extremely good job work, you are invited to great events, you are putting your face in front of everybody, they see who you are, they recognize who you are, and because of this good work, I have been in two great, uh, I had a great trip to Chicago earlier this week, uh, doing a lot of media stuff. I come home and everyone's leaning on me as the local automotive journalist. And being thrown that is your on, title. Yes, and being thrown on Sirius XM earlier this morning. So, uh, plug, plug time. Uh, so, if you have Sirius XM app or on demand, uh, channel 146, Road tr Dog Trucking, go back to Radio Nemo, and I am on it at the 8.15 a.m. mark, Central Time. So, oh, please uh, listen to it, Sirius XM on demand, channel 146. Right I also learned and that I'm very good at iron-on shirts because yeah, I, I made. Yeah, she actually made yeah, shirt. I made nice. my own Carbitrage Prodcast shirt. Does it actually say Prodcast? No, no it, it just it just has the logo right Here, now. Here, one second. Let's just, there you go. There you go. That's hot. Yeah, and it's not a crop top. It's way too short. Brian made something to say. Oh, so well. I just also want to say, um, the more I learn about, well, literally every in industry, um, the more you realize how many cogs are in each gear and realizing or learning a more about that. A cog is a gear. A cog is a tooth in a gear. Machine, machine, machine. One tooth, one push cog. It, push through, push through, do it. We got it. The more I realize, or the more I learn about the automotive journalism and the automotive uh, shows, the more impressive and seeing the logistics involved and hearing about the all the Geneva stuff is really impressive. So yeah. um, kudos to everyone that put on the auto show here and all the journalists who are yeah, really, that, doing all of the work to like, it, not it being was, let down by the corona. It was super frustrating trying to get emails about this, but you have to understand, she's trying to be accurate. Yeah, we with, were the smallest cog in the machine, yeah. and uh, we, like still, that, we still got through. It's like yeah. that uh, machine with like, 100 years in it that the guy made. And then, like, try, we're that last guy, just trying to get what, what's going on here. We're the Rube, we're the Rube <laughs> Goldberg. The yeah. yeah, the Google Play. <laughs> um, but anyway, th thank you so much for uh, listening. Come to the Minneapolis Auto Show. By the time this drops, it'll we still be happening for another week. We can sign a podcast koozie for you. Uh, yep. We will sign podcast koozies only if you're a Patreon, though. Um, no, we'll, no, do, we'll do it we'll anyway. Do, we'll do it in real life. Um, but yeah, no, come to this. It's actually really cool. They put a ton of effort into this. It's a really rad show. It's a third tier show for sure. But I mean, like, 
even though it's a third tier, that's a lot better than not having a show. If and you like you puppies, still get to see puppies. a lot of cool stuff. Subaru has dogs at their display that you can actually pet. And which adopt. Is pretty great. Puppies. What yes. about cats? They don't have cats because cats are a rescue not center. Not interested. You can't really control a cat. Good. That's why I better. like them. Um, thank you for listening, everyone. I really appreciate it. You can it. go there and ask about uh, cats. And also, I just want everyone to know that the correct orientation of a carburetor is an updraft carburetor because that's better than everything else. Thank okay. you for listening. Bye bye. Bye.